Welcome to the Blockchain Hustle, where I take a look at some interesting plays of how blockchain technology is opening up new business vistas across multiple industries. Hi everyone, this is your host Meenu Sareen with another episode of the podcast Blockchain Hustle. Now in this series, we are looking into the question, how does a blockchain network and its underlying token get its economic value? And in this particular episode, I will delve into the exchanges, the digital crypto exchanges. Now what are these exchanges? Exchanges are the forums where your tokens, your crypto coins and other tokens, they are traded. Now as blockchains are decentralized, one would fairly assume that the token trading is also decentralized and that all the trades occur on the blockchain. But that is not always the case. Let's take a look here. Now there are typically two kinds of digital exchanges in the context of tokens. One is your centralized exchange, CEX, and the other one is your decentralized exchange, DEX. Let's look into the centralized exchange first. Now these centralized exchanges are mostly like your traditional online brokerage firms and exchanges, where you trust a central entity. In this case, that particular brokerage firm or that exchange, where you trust the central entity to hold your money, to do your transactions, and to offer security for your assets. And when you want to trade on the centralized exchange, what do you need to do is you just need to create an account, which is username, password, and bingo, you start trading. And if your transaction involves any fiat transactions, that is a fiat deposit or a fiat withdrawal, you would be asked to go through a KYC check, but that's it. When you deposit a crypto or a fiat, it goes to the centralized entity, the exchange in this case. You do not own the private keys of your funds. So when you do a withdrawal of your funds, you are basically asking the exchange to do this or to sign this transaction on your behalf. You are trusting the exchange with your funds. So there may be a counterparty risk. Plus, the trades do not occur on the, play, uh, on the blockchain. The exchange allocates balances to the users in its own database, the exchange's database. And as the transactions do not take place on the blockchain, the trades do not have to depend upon the speed of the blockchain. And hence these transactions or the tradings, etc., they are faster. So that's about the centralized exchange. Now let's delve into the DEX, the decentralized exchange. Now in the decentralized exchange, the trade happens directly between the user's wallets. It's a P2P, a peer-to-peer -peer transaction. So as a user, you have the private key to your funds. That is only you have the custody of your funds and not any exchange unlike in the centralized exchange. So it's basically an exchange where the orders are executed on the blockchain using smart contracts. Now having said that, there are different versions of the decentralized exchange. One is called the on-chain order books where everything is on the blockchain. Every order 
including any alteration or cancellation, is written onto the blockchain. So it's more transparent, but also the most impractical. Why? Now, whenever an order, whenever you post an order, every node on the blockchain will need to record it when the order is posted on a blockchain. And this recording is forever, which means that it is always available on the blockchain. So this creating and storing of the records on the blockchain makes your trading expensive. Secondly, wherever AMMs, the automated market makers, are concerned, wherever they are used, that is in the AMM-based decentralized exchange, one interacts with a smart contract. It is a P2C. It's a peer-to-contract transaction. And there is no order book. And all the interactions with the smart contracts, they involve gas fees. Again, making your trade expensive. And also, as each node on the blockchain is involved, the transactions take time. So the bigger the network, the more time it takes. And this slows down the trading speed. So these exchanges are slower than the centralized exchanges. Now further, this model is associated with some possible flaws. What if an insider, being aware of a pending transaction, uses that information? And he places a trade before the transaction actually gets processed, before the information goes public. This is termed as front running, and it is illegal. Stellar and BitShares decentralized exchange are examples of on-chain order books, or on-chain order uh, decentralized exchanges. The other one are what we call it as the off-chain order books. It has got partial decentralization. Here, while the trades get executed on the chain, the orders are not posted or recorded on the blockchain. Only the execution is on the blockchain. So the orders are actually hosted and they are managed somewhere off the blockchain. And this could be uh, one or multiple entities. And these hosts, what they do is they can tap into a combined liquidity pool and then they can relay the orders between the users. And once the parties are matched, the trade gets executed, and this trade execution happens on the blockchain. Binance uh, Decentralized Exchange, IDEX, are a couple of examples of your off-chain exchanges. So to summarize, as far as the centralized and the decentralized exchanges are concerned, what are the pros and cons? In a centralized exchange, you see that it has high trading volumes. It offers good liquidity. And because the transactions are not happening, the trading is not happening on the blockchain, the, it has got high speed, and it's a very easy to use interface. So whenever anybody is starting on to trading on these digital exchanges, they usually would start with a centralized exchange. On the flip side, as these centralized exchanges, they store the personal data of the individual users, they are not truly anonymous. The centralized exchange stores the private keys in hot wallets, plus the exchange controls the funds. So this leads to security and counterparty risk concerns. The decentralized exchange, 
On the other hand, it offers greater anonymity for the investors. It, the user control funds, the users, they control the funds because it's a P2P or a P2 contract, so there are no counterparty risks. The exchanges do not hold the user funds. On the flip side, these decentralized exchanges are not so user-friendly. So usually, who are the clients here? The clients are usually the experienced crypto traders who like to have full control of their funds and or they prefer the anonymity which is associated with the decentralized exchanges. So this is on the exchanges, the centralized exchange and the decentralized exchange. So this is all for this particular episode. I will see you in the next episode. Till then, stay safe. Cheers. You've been listening to the Blockchain Hustle. Did you enjoy this podcast? If so, please do leave a short review, like it, share it, download it, subscribe to it. What should I talk about next? Please do let me know your suggestions by writing to me at menu at vlsiconsultancy.com or through any of the other contact channels as shared in the episode notes. Thanks.